0: This is the Creative Code Budapest Podcast. Uh, My name is Declan Hannigan. I'm a filmmaker, and the goal of our Creative Code meetup is to really get people together who are merging the field of art and technology. In our meetup, we invite artists, we invite coders together. And our idea is our goal is to inspire each other to find new projects, new ways of working, and new ways of creating works of art. Today I'm joined by Shamuel Chatanyi from XOR XOR.
1: Hi, um, I'm an artist who works with code, and I'm a member of the Xor Xor Studio, which is based in Budapest, but uh, working internationally as well as uh, locally. Um, we work mainly uh, with new technologies, and our aim is to bring those new technologies and, and those new uh, visual and um, technological solutions to the cultural scene. So we usually work with museums and theater productions and film productions to make uh, installations and. All kinds of interesting things.
0: And did I see recently that you were in Ireland? Actually, is that correct?
1: I was. Yes, we were doing an installation for the Science Gallery Dublin, which is um, based in the um, the university
0: there. Okay. Well, the uh, name obviously, of which I forget. Okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> don't mean it was Trinity College.
0: Yeah. In Trinity College. Yeah. yeah. Well, because maybe people might notice that I'm not don't have a Hungarian accent, because so yep. I, of course, I'm from Ireland myself. <laughs> Um, Well, one thing I wanted to ask you about a little bit is, before we talk about the work that you did, maybe tell Mm -hmm. me a little bit about how you got involved in this field, how did you get into this creative coding world? Sure.
1: Well, I'm not sure where to start, but I'll start uh, with university. I studied at the Glasgow School of Art, and there was a course there, which was first titled Digital Culture, then it was renamed to Interaction Design, and it was really a creative coding, uh, digital uh, art-oriented course, it was a BA course. And there we learned about all kinds of technologies and how to use them for artistic and design purposes and not just purely technological, purely business
0: um, goals. Mm-hmm. And um, what kind of made you choose that world? And I mean, what, what, why did you kind of get into that in the first mm-hmm. place? Was there, a, was there a mo- something that you saw or something that you heard or experienced?
1: Well, something that was a definitive experience for me was seeing The Social Network, the film about Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. So I was really interested in, um, you know, and even before that I was interested in the internet and, and new technologies emerging and the possibilities those things had. But when I started tinkering with those technologies, I realized quite early on that I was not interested in, in making something that was purely, um, you know, designed to make money. Some, I was not interested in those kinds of dry things. Um, from early on, I was, I was making websites and making these uh, flash animations that were uh, kind of more playful or subversive. So, when I found this uh, course at the Glasgow School of Art, I was very much intrigued and interested. And since I got accepted, that's where I went to study.
0: And um, what kind of things did you do there? I'm just kind of curious. Did you have any projects or anything you could, you'd like to kind of share with us?
1: Um, sure. I mean, um, I like very much quite a few of my projects there. Uh, we really mainly experimented with various technologies. Uh, Since the world of creative code and digital art is very, you know, wide, there's, you know, everything from 3D and VR to just code-based stuff to even stuff that's more like graphic design uh, or UI and UX. But I think my favorite project there is the one I did uh, for my honors project, uh, which was making um, pattern tiles that you can see in Portugal, those azulejos, and making those with digital te- technologies, so I used coding to generate uh, digital, digital patterns, and I used 3D printing to um, to realize those patterns in a, in a physical form.
0: So I'm not sure that that everybody know is familiar with this with this work. Uh, if you go to Lisbon in Portugal, you can see the buildings basically are covered sure. in these tiles. Yeah, right? yeah. What do you, what do you call it again? I forget the uh, name.
1: Azulejo. I'm uh, not going to try to say yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> A-Z-E-L-O yeah, I'm getting lost there. Okay. But yeah, if you see the tiles with pattern, patterns on them in, yeah. in Lisbon and, and Porto and those Portuguese cities, and even in, uh, in Spain and, and yeah. Mexico,
0: yeah, it's it's very beautiful. Yeah. and, the, and the, you can see the, ge- the geometric geometric sense behind like sure. creating something to, to make those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about the uh, well. So one thing that's kind of interesting for me as well is like, and I think you just touched on it, is that creative code is such a wide Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for a very broad kind of field. Sure. Um, so for you, like, what does it mean?
1: Well, I think it's interesting because unlike other forms of art and, and craft, like sculpture or, or ceramics or painting, there's not one set format. So it's not like this is... Every painting is basically a picture. Every sculpture is basically a 3D something. But creative code is more of a process than an outcome. Creative code um, projects can have um, products that are, um, have a, a kind of 3D physical shape, something that's on a screen, something that's interactive, so something that's more like an experience rather than a, an actual um, artwork. So it's, I think, to me, it's more like a, a process of using new technologies and digital technologies and code um, to realize various artistic projects. And that's, actually, that makes it very much... Uh, compatible to to, um, to collaborate with other art forms and other artists
0: and is it a, is it a difficult collaboration because I think one of the kind of questions is that it's not necessarily go, it doesn't necessarily go together the the, the art and technology they they 're not an obvious mix always mm-hmm. um, Is it a difficult combination
1: I think uh, in some ways it is um, because creative coding. Uh, is, is, has a lot of coding in it a lot of the problems are technological and abstract and mathematical, which might be um, you know far away from the from the interests or the skill sets of uh, of artists but in actual fact, if you look at uh, what painters have to deal with or what sculptors have to deal with uh, in terms of uh, material in terms of uh, getting used to different kinds of paper different kinds of canvas, different kinds of uh, paint uh, pigments and how in filmmaking, there's a, a vast you know, technological um, um, arsenal of tools. You, uh, you learn to appreciate that in creative coding, these are, these are on the screen, these are virtual, these are abstract um, programming and mathematical problems. So I think there's a, there is a balance that you can find. So, so while at first it may seem daunting, it's just another kind of um, thing to, to tackle.
0: And it's it's so true as well that almost all art is in some way te- technical sure. I mean like like you say filmmaking is a great example painting paints sculpting all of the, we, we use tools for those kind of art forms as well and this is just a new kind of tool to use um, One thing that maybe is, is interesting to point out is that uh, you mentioned filmmaking is maybe one of the more technically uh, diverse kind of uh, kind of artworks. Um, do you find that there's a lot of different kinds of people involved in these art projects? So, they usually you center around one person or around a team of people?
1: Uh, you mean creative coding art mm-hmm. projects? I think it usually has to be a collaboration. Even if it's one person working on a project, uh, project, they have to have an inspiration or, or a kind of uh, uh, point of reference from, from outside of code, from outside of, uh, of, of technical things. They have to have an inspiration in, in painting or... Or uh, graphic design, but that it just makes it easier if there if there are actual collaborators like uh, graphic designers, architects, uh, filmmakers who bring those different perspectives. And that's actually uh, one of the founding uh, principles of the, of our studio, XORXOR. Um We are uh, four people, and we all come from slightly different angles. We have uh, Gabor, uh, who is who has a background in computer science. Uh, we have Gaspar, who has a background in architecture. Uh, Tommy has a background in graphic designer, and he's our art director. And I, while I studied creative coding at university, and that's my main background, I also have some um, experience in filmmaking, so I bring that sort of um, skill set or point of view to the table, and that's a very uh, good MO to, uh, in, in these kinds of projects.
0: Because you kind of need that kind of diverse pool of people to pull from as well, and I guess.
1: Sure, absolutely.
0: Tell me a little bit then about the projects that you guys are working on. What can you tell me about?
1: Well, I can tell you about um, projects that just opened recently uh, in the summer. An exhibition called Subjective Objects uh, opened at the Varker Bazaar. It's it's an exhibition by the Museum of of Applied Arts. And we made this uh, immersive installation called Part Hole, which shows you the objects of the exhibition in a kind of animation that is not it's kind of unusual and interesting and immersive. It's an entire room of uh, projections and it's interactive and It's kind of a visual spectacle, but it also conveys the information of the uh, of the exhibition so that's the best I can describe it, and I, I think you should um, go see it at Varker Bazaar. I think it's still open.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I think we'll include a link to it as well in the description of the podcast, so okay. if there's anyth- anything people can go check out. Um, and what was uh, what was the inspiration behind that? Then,
1: well, uh, one of the things that the uh, brief contained when we started working with the Museum of Applied Arts was that this exhibition was about objects and their kind of details and the. And how they add up to a, a whole that's kind of eclectic but also interesting. So we we went with that idea of uh, of, of being you know parts of the whole, that sort of thing. And from that, well, we also combined that with some of the um, digital sketches that we already had uh, lying about on our, on our computers. And and we we went for this angle of having a kind of a physical simulation of these of the parts of these objects, and, and then having these objects kind of assemble and then disassemble and. And this sort of dynamic.
0: That's a very, so it has a very architectural feel to that as well, like in the breaking down of objects and the mm-hmm. rebuilding. Yeah. And um, how? So, you, what was the response to it so far?
1: So far, this response has been very positive. It's been an, it's a very interesting uh, piece because it's it is a visual spectacle, but. It doesn't. It, it does complement the exhibition, so it doesn't kind of overpower. It doesn't feel uh, foreign to the uh, to the the venue itself or the exhibition itself, which is uh, otherwise it's con- it consists of analog objects. So um, mainly the comments have been that this is very interesting. This is something that people, uh, most people, have never seen uh, in Hungary before. Um, we were very excited to to uh, make this uh, installation on this kind of scale, having this sort of room. Projection, um, immersive installation. So that was really um, a special experience, and we are very happy with it.
0: Well, there's a lot of technological challenges that go along with that as well. I mean, one Absolutely. of the things that you're talking about is really interesting. I think is that uh, this is a really new field as well, mm-hmm. and so there's no rule book to follow essentially for for what you do. Um, so you're always kind of looking for, you're always kind of almost reinventing the wheel constantly as well. Like, um, but there's an excitement to that too then, right? Because you're doing something that hasn't really been done before. Mm-hmm. What kind of problems kind of came up for you? What kind of things you do, should people think about before they start out on a project like that?
1: Well, what I said before is that creative coding problems are usually abstract and have to do with programming. Um, so that's something that you have to wrap your mind about uh, at first. Um, but I think otherwise. It's um, every project has problems, and sometimes the simplest projects have have the have bigger problems than than more complex ones, because you you sometimes you choose choose the wrong framework to to work in. But actually, um, the reason one of the reasons why we we like the Creative Code Budapest uh, community is that because this field is so new and uh, it's not as mainstream as as uh, it will be. Uh, it's great to have a community of people that we can discuss these problems with, these uh, challenges with, and, and see um, what other people are doing and being inspired by that.
0: Is there any other project that you'd like to share?
1: Sure. Um, the uh Museum, the Pato Literary Museum, just reopened its uh, main exhibition, and we contributed two um, installations there. One of them is a uh, large projection of uh, Julius Sandre's uh, poetry, was the, uh, she was the wife of Shandor uh, Patufi. And it's a very delicate, interesting, exquisite um, uh, visual installation. It's a projection. I think that uh, we're very proud of that. And there's also an interesting data visual, visualization of the translations of Patufi's work around the globe. And that, that's a touch screen, uh, touch screen installation that you can see um, at the exhibition as well.
0: This gave an interesting, uh, interesting, you know, contrast between, you know, this new technology and, and museums, which sure. essentially we think of as being of, for old things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this combination of old and new is quite exciting. There.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, we, we, there's also an exhibition uh, that just opened at the Museum of Fine Arts about uh, Rubens and Flemish painting, and that's a very good example there. that They had a lot of information to display. But to display that in an analog format would have been you know they would have had to cover walls and that would nobody read or nobody would go through. Um, or it would be very difficult. and And there's often not enough uh, you know um, people to to explain everything to, to the visitors. So that's how these installations, there are data visualizations or these touch screen touch screen installations that come into the picture. Uh, they help visitors kind of orientate and, and, and process information in a kind of interesting through an interesting user journey that has a narrative that is displayed in a kind of interactive way. so uh, we made an installation about the city of Antwerp for this Rubens exhibition that shows the city of Antwerp as it was in the 1600s and where the different art workshops were uh, were and the different landmarks and how the city kind of um, Created this sort of um, atmosphere for for, uh, for this kind of art to emerge.
0: Oh, excellent! Okay, um, a bit like a our community ourselves, really. Yeah. Ken, uh, I want to maybe jump back a little bit to talk about the community that we have for Creative Code as well. Um, what, what you know, f- we, we really like people to come along from all different kinds of worlds, really. Um, how would you describe a typical uh, meetup?
1: I think there's a good percentage of people who are. Not familiar with Creative Code, but want to be, who are interested in this field but come from slightly different fields, maybe advertising, maybe something completely different. Uh, there are also a good percentage of people who are from the tech world, who are programmers and are interested in using their skill set to to make something that's more um, creative, that's more uh, art oriented. And then there are uh, quite a few people who already work in this field in various capacities who are there to meet all these different people to to get inspiration and uh, to, to have conversations and, and make connections. I think that's a good way to describe I it. I think so. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well I think one of the nice things about it is that um, as well as being a forum for sharing knowledge and information, mm-hmm. um, uh, we also we see some really nice kinds of projects that make you think about the possibilities. and. But it is that social aspect, too, and in so many different uh, fields, it's really nice just to have a place where you can kind of go and talk about the kind of work that you're excited about, and you never kind of know where collaborations are going to come from as well. Um, So maybe it's interesting to explain how, you know, do you need to have a lot of experience with code to get started in this field? I mean, do you need to have, what, what do you need to have to be able to join a community like this or start a creative code project?
1: I think starting a Creative Code project is you don't have to have a lot of experience, you don't have to have a lot of programming experience, you, you do have to have some, or do you, you have to have uh, um, you know, some sort of um, interest in, in mathematics or, or programming, or at least some sort of tolerance uh, for that to, to achieve your, uh, the things that you want to make. And with time you have to be open to learn uh, programming and learn mathematics because there is really no way around it. But to start, you really just have to be open and, and be, if you're interested in it, and if you stay interested in it, I think it's a, it's a rewarding field. and, and um, I would encourage newcomers and people who are interested to, to start you know, with the simplest thing. Even with the simplest things, you can replicate interesting abstract compositions and, and, and various things. And you can also come from various angles like music or, or visual. Art or interactive stuff. So uh, I think if you find your kind of niche or your you know point of attack, it's uh, should be fine.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, this suppose the interest in, in things technical and mathematical would be useful, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what I find as well is that um, maybe it's a good place to come and see what the possibilities are. You know, as an artist, because you because know, I come from kind of filmmaking more so than anything else. Uh, to come into that world, it kind of expands my worldview a little bit of the possibilities of visual art, really. Because you know, we, you know, we have a certain format for film now these days, and actually this world is expanding, uh, if you can open your eyes to it. Um, tell me, what, um, what would you say is, the, is your inspiration? Do you have anything that particularly inspires you, anywhere you go for inspiration?
1: I think my main inspiration is, is when I see people using our projects. For example, in Dublin, we presented this project called Perfect Circle, which is definitely an um, interaction-oriented piece. It, uh, it's based on uh, kind of collective interaction of many, many people. And uh, the piece actually shows you statistics about how people use the piece. So it's, it's very much focused on that and seeing that people actually enjoy using the piece and, 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 and having those kinds of interactions that you only imagined before on, on kind of developing the concept. Uh, that's very rewarding, but otherwise, I think it's uh, healthy to have inspirations that come from really a left field, that you know, from film, from uh, all kinds of art, or, or even just, you know, as for, I think the best inspiration comes from really far. If you if you have uh, inspiration from you know martial arts, dance, um, those things are going to be very interesting, and those things you will be able to translate to the uh, creative co- uh, code because it's such a wide range of uh, things you can do in. Um, and that's actually something that collaborations with museums, with theatre troops uh, bring to us, different perspectives and that's when, working, we, when we work with them, that's very inspiring as well.
0: And uh, tell me, what is the next thing you want to do or the next thing you want to learn?
1: Well, we really want to have uh, these kinds of installations that we made for the Museum of Applied Arts uh, to, to bring our um, creative you know, technological um, solutions and our visual um, visions to a, a larger you know, canvas, to a larger scale. So we are very much interested
0: in, in that just looking sort of thing. looking for the bigger scale is the next thing then? Is it bigger like scale a,
1: and, and more interaction yeah. and that sort of thing, yeah. It just
0: sounds like a really nice combination of all of those things too. You have like a, the projection, you have the user experience because people are in mm-hmm. that space. Mm-hmm. You have the you know the architecture, the sense of applied art as well from the, from the the objects breaking up, uh, and of course that sense of history too. Like, what is the nerdiest joy habit or revelation of your life?
1: It would be hard to answer because even though I spend my job coding mostly, I don't think of myself as a nerd or a, or a you know geek or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I definitely have something like that. I think. It would, would be hard to say. Um, <laughs> if you give me a second, uh, I What do I mean, we'll
0: I, but I think that's a really that's a that's a great question in itself. It's like I mean, do you, you can you don't consider yourself to be a nerd in the first place? Like
1: maybe uh, I am. I mean, my sister tells me that I am. <laughs> but.
0: Uh, what I think maybe that's the misconception is that you know this field is not about people just you know just coding and looking at numbers. That there's something mm-hmm. behind those numbers. There's something behind the code that says much more. Sure. And like, what's behind the code could be, you know, a, a system of, you know, for, of banking software, or it can be a work of art. Sure. And so this is just the tool that that becomes something else, right? Mm-hmm. So like, the, the, it depends on, you know, if you're just interested in the code, then maybe that's a nerd. But if you're interested in what it does, then maybe what it does is the interesting mm-hmm.
1: thing. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so what uh, what do you find? Um, What's the most interesting or exciting project you've heard about or anything you're interested in doing or checking out?
1: For me, data visualization is an interesting field because it's so difficult to make a project in that field that's <clears throat> that's artistic. That's not sort of information design <clears throat> that and that's something that it doesn't become something arbitrary because you can make something artistic like a sculpture that displays, you know, weather information or something but really most cases, those are gimmicky things and have no use in real life. But when I see a, a data visualization project that really is artistic but actually serves a purpose, um, that's very inspiring for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of a particular project, um, but creative coders I, I look uh, to for inspiration regularly are uh, Brandon Dawes, who's a English um, creative coder and designer. Zach Lieberman, of course, um, is, uh, is interesting and everyone follows him in his field, uh, in this field. And um, we're interested in different workflows as well. So things that are not artworks that inspire us but different workflows. So these can new node-based um, softwares like Touch Designer or or um, Unreal Engine are interesting way to, to make creative uh, code-based art. So that's, that's inspiring as well.
0: Good. And um, so I think we've got the creative code coming up soon. You're going to mm-hmm. give us a talk then as well. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. OK, it's going to be a nice presentation.
1: Yeah, everyone should come. It will be, it will yeah. be very interesting. I don't know if they'll, if you the audience will hear this after the talk. Probably after. Probably after, <laughs> yeah. But I hope, <laughs> I, hope, hope I, I met you there <laughs> in that case. <laughs>
0: So if, if anyone's interested, I mean, what would you say to, to, for example, the coders who are considering um, being more creative in their work? What would you say to those guys?
1: I think if they, they have skill sets that are probably very, very powerful, and they probably don't know the possibilities that, their skill, that you know, the skill sets allow them to, to, uh, to achieve uh, in a kind of creative artistic field. So I would recommend them to, to come to the Creative Code Meetups or, or look into this online, this field, because they might get inspired and might uh, start doing it on the side or as, you know, as a main thing, it's, it's up to them. But I think it's definitely something to, to take a look at.
0: And would you have any advice for somebody who's you know, from the creative field getting interested in coding?
1: I would say it's not as hard as it looks. Mm-hmm. And, and it gets easier. And I think uh, this is a very friendly, open community. Um, toolkits like Processing or Open Frameworks or uh, Cinder are uh, made by people who actually help you online on the forums. Right. Yeah. Um, you can sometimes, the person who helps you uh, with your problem on, uh, on the forum is actually someone who actually develops the toolkit. So, so feeling that sort of uh, proximity to, to the, um, the whole idea of creative code is, is, will inspire you for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. So there are, there are places to go, there are toolkits that you can get started yes, with. No
1: one, no one has to do this by, by themselves and there is the cre- creative code community, if not in Budapest, then in other all, all uh, around the world, really, cities. Yeah. yeah. And there are forums, there are tutorials. I would recommend the uh, coding train on, on YouTube, which okay. is a channel by Daniel Schiffman. Uh, he uses mainly p 5 JS and processing and he explains Uh, coding concepts in a very intuitive and uh, friendly way. Okay, great. So the
0: resources out there. Okay, cool. Well, I guess the main message is, uh, you know, come to a Creative Coding Meetup. We'd love to have you there. Mm -hmm. Yep, and
1: have a look at uh, xorxor.hu, which is our website. And if you like our work, you know, drop us a line. uh, Say hello if you're interested in working with us. Definitely let us know. Come to the meetup, talk to us. Uh, we're open to, to meeting everyone.
0: Great. Okay. Well, Shamir,
1: thanks for coming along. Thank you very much. This has been a pleasure.
0: Thanks again for joining us today. My name is Declan Hannigan, and this program was produced by Jerome Thaute. I also have to thank, of course, the Creative Code Budapest team, especially Rita Eperyeshi.